1: 18 plus.
2: On the Badger Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. Live from Ruth's Chris Steakhouse. This is the Barry Alvarez Radio Show. Now, here's Matt LePay and Barry Alvarez.
1: Good evening, here at Rosecriss Steakhouse in Middleton, just off the Beltline. We welcome you to the Barry Alvarez Show, our monthly chat with the athletics director here at the University of Wisconsin. A various subjects on the table tonight, including a visit from Tony Granato, the Badger hockey coach, will be joining us here uh, in our hour program. And it's it's a big weekend for uh, Badger hockey, is taking on Arizona State's uh, program. You might not connect with uh, with hockey, but it's a very good program. Very good team this season, but it's a big weekend for the Badgers. Uh, reunion weekend, about a close to 100 uh, players will be back in town, including the uh, 1990 National Championship team with the 2000 team, McNaughton Cup champions, 2010 team that was in the Frozen Four, Blake Jeffrion on that uh, team, of course the first Hobie Baker winner in Wisconsin hockey history. They're going to go all the way back actually to 1970, the first Badger hockey team to get into the NCAA tournament so it'll be a lot of fun of course tony granado such a big part of the rich history of the uh, wisconsin hockey program uh, i'm sure he will give us a very interesting perspective on the weekend ahead uh, coach alvarez i talk a little basketball as this uh, badger team has certainly been uh, dealing with uh, some tough things but dealing with it very effectively they've won three games in a row hosting rutgers on sunday afternoon and a, a couple of uh, hot topics obviously in the world of college athletics as well uh, we will touch on that as we proceed here tonight we're in the lounge area roose chris steakhouse if you're in the area come on by and see us we'll take a break we'll get things started with barry alvarez just a couple of minutes of the badger sports network from learfield img college Let's get started. The Barry Alvarez Show here at Ruth's Chris Steakhouse as we catch up with Athletics Director Barry Alvarez. Obviously, a, a lot going on. We could say that every month. We could say that every year at this time. Oh, the sports go on in all on all angles right now. Getting into the stretch drive of regular season uh, competition for the winter sports teams. Uh, before you know it, we flip the calendar to March and postseason play begins. But mentioned at the top, Barry. I know you and I visited yesterday too. This uh, this basketball team. I mean, they've obviously had a lot of things going on. That's been pretty well documented, going back to last May when the worst thing happened with Howard Moore and, right. and his family. But the way these guys are are battling through, I and mean, they've won three games in a row. They've been playing pretty good basketball of late. And I know we've talked many times back in your day as a coach. It's you know how you handle it when the waters get choppy. You know, this, this team's handling things pretty well right now.
2: They are and. You know, I've said this a number of times. That's one way I, I evaluate coaches. You're going to have some type of adversity uh, throughout the season. Any sport, whether it be a key, key injury, lose a tough game, something's going to happen. And how you respond to that um, and how a coach responds to it and gets, and, and, and if he can have hold his team together and respond positively so they rally... As a team, play for one another and focus even more, you'll get stronger. It's a life lesson. And that's what I talked to them about. Um, I went over and talked to the team that week when they lost two players. And uh, that, that's what I talked to them about. And the fact that, you know, everyone has adversity. And what what is the natural tendency? Oh, woe is me why me? It's always me. Feel sorry for yourself. But you know what? No one else cares. And so this is what, this is the way you have to handle it. And learn from this and and build that into your makeup. I can remember during the season, sometimes something would happen and I'd come home and I'd be pouting. And my wife said, whatever happened to your speech about dealing with adversity? (laughs) <laughs> Feels like a slap in the face. You Set know.
1: you straight. Yeah. <laughs> Set you straight. And I know another thing I've heard coaches say through the years, too, Barry, and it might sound cold to some, but you you got to be that way. If someone is missing for whatever reason, if it's injury, if it's uh, suspension or you know, transfer, whatever, player, coach, it, that's there, but you, just, you really have to lock into those people who are yeah. here. Concentrate on the ones that are
2: there. And all of it, they have to all pick up the slack. It's not the guy that fills in. It's everyone else, do a little bit more, and work closer together.
1: Great life, great life lesson. And this team's doing that right now. It's, it's, no one's trying to be Superman necessarily, but you see in a lean forward here of like yeah. Dimitri Trice, Brevin Pritzel, they've just, they've ramped it up. Obviously, Brad the other day at Nebraska was terrific.
2: It seems like every game, someone's... You know, steps up and, and takes the bull by the horns, and whoever it might be that's hot, you know. For it was Ford the other day, Brad the, the game before that, um, Trice before that, and and they're playing. And, and nineteen out of twenty free throws. Yeah. Are you kidding me? That's pretty. And good. down the stretch, crunch time, uh, eight in a row. That's strong, man. That's 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 really
1: good concentration and confidence. I was really proud of it. Yeah, it's been, and, and as we said before, it starts with, you know, players are going to look at the coach. I, I, when things go wrong, I, I just keep thinking back to 08, but, you know, in somewhat more recent terms with the football team when it was a tough year. They had lost some games. There were some players who were kind of getting away from the, the values of a program. And the Badgers had won a game, and I remember you went in to see Brett and say, "Congratulations, you became a coach." today. Because yeah. you've had to deal with some stuff, and, right. and and they punched through it.
2: Yeah, because every coach has to live through that. That's why they call. I used to tell. Them, that's why they call you coach. <laughs> you know, health. It's easy. Anybody could do it. It's the ones that can that can bring a team back, get them up off the carpet, you know, and 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 not show a sign of weakness. A coach can't show a sign of weakness, and. Uh, Get your guys focused and, 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 and be able to rally. That's what coaching is. And, uh,
1: yeah, I, I remember that with, with Brett. and. Uh you know that's what you have to do. Yeah, and to his credit, he learned from it. I would think that he leaned on you quite a bit for for advice on how to, how to do things and how things could be better. And obviously, the recipe be, recipe became history. As for the Big Ten with basketball, it's a crazy league, right? Ooh, I mean, I don't know if you, it's brutal. Yeah, I don't know if anybody's seen a league quite like this. The way this is unfolding this year. Yeah,
2: every week, and to win on the road is really difficult. Doesn't make any difference what the team's record is. But it's it's a bloodbath every week, and uh, Painter said that to me the other day. I was sitting in the press conference. He walked in, walked right over to me. Says, "How about this league? <laughs> it is it is really tough. I think I think people recognize that. I think uh, those in the basketball business, those on the committee, uh, those that are trying to figure out the the uh, you know who's who's in and who's out and the bubble teams, etc." You hear every one of them say, the deepest conference. You know, we may not have the best team, but the deepest conference is the Big Ten. And and I I don't know anyone that that could
1: argue that. Big Ten tournament coming up. Uh, This will be our final show, I believe, before the conference tournament. So, oh, it's fun for fans, I would imagine. Is it a a time for... Athletic. I know you just had Big Ten meetings here very recently, but is there another get-together down there, or is it just more of a social? Well, w- we talked about, just as we broke, we
2: met Monday and Tuesday, and we have a lot of things on the burner. You know, this NIL is, is uh, uh, it, it's, it, it could sh- reshape college athletics as we know it. Um, so, you know, we have to have a strong stand and a, and a unified stand, and what we believe in and how we will vote and how we will present it. Gene Smith from Ohio State is on the committee that's uh, working on that with the NC2A and going to present something to the NC2A. So we talked about just as we broke getting together at the beginning of the tournament since all of us will be there and spending another at least two hours
1: hashing this out and all of us discussing the issues of the NIL. Yeah, a lot going on there, a lot going on, a lot of news stories of late about the the transfer policy. Uh, We will take a break. We will pick up on that topic. We'll also visit with hockey coach Tony Granato a bit later in our show. Big reunion weekend for Badger Hockey at the Kohl Center. We're back at Roos Chris Steakhouse in a couple of minutes on the Badger Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. We continue with the Barry Alvarez Show. We're at Roos Chris Steakhouse out uh, here in Middleton, uh, just off the Beltline, far west side of town, and in the Madison area as we continue our conversation with Coach Alvarez. There was a time where it seemed like change in college athletics was very, very slow. and now it's not so slow you touched on the you know the issue with the the uh, name image and likeness that i think everybody is is trying to come to grips with in college athletics the other thing big 10 has has been reports you know kind of chiming in on it the acc in recent days seems to be on board with the uh, the one-time transfer and play right away as opposed to now you need wait you need a waiver and some get it, some don't. Badger fans are well aware of that in basketball. So, a one time play right away, good with that? I'm, I'm fine with it. I mean, we,
2: we talked about it, and I, I was a proponent. Um, I thought it brought consistency to the transfer rule. Right now, you know, you see, uh, I'll take an example a quarterback at Ohio State. He comes from Georgia. Um, he states that uh, racial slurs were used against him, boom, he gets the transfer immediately eligible. You have Micah Potter here, he has his case, no, he sits a year and a half before he plays. And and, and that inconsistency bothered me. And so, uh, in our league, we talked about, you know, we talked about it, and, and that came up, and I said, I'm, if, if, I put it on our coaches. If if you recruited them, you know what type of player they are. It's your responsibility to build a relationship with them so they don't want to leave your program. And uh, if a kid's not happy, you don't want him anyhow. So um, I'd rather it be consistent. If you want to transfer, transfer. Eligible right away. You'd want to do it one more time, then you sit a year.
1: Now everybody, everybody has the same rule. That was the frustrating part, I think, for for fans, well, for everybody involved with Micah, because it seemed like he was doing everything right. He did, and I, wasn't rewarded for that. But. Matt, I sat
2: in on two of of the hearings with the with the committee, and I'm sitting there listening, and I'm thinking, there is no way. They're they're, they're administrators. They're uh, from other colleges, some small schools, some big schools. I can't remember how many there were. And listening to his story, and this was like the second time, and uh, there's no way that they could say he shouldn't be able to play. They came back, no. And then we got a call from the chair of the committee that opened it up again so we <laughs> went through another set it was like the fourth session and they said no again I, and that's when i threw my hands up you you know you have to build you have to build a story there's one attorney out there that has it all figured out has all the buzzwords and 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 knows how to manipulate the system well some kids can't afford those those type of attorneys,
1: and uh, let, let's just make it consistent mm. and, and fair for everyone. Yeah. Uh, also, your point too. I, I hope people understand. Uh, hope hope they heard that when you talk about guys who you know want or or gals for that matter, men or women who want to leave a program, and that it's better to do that because if that player is miserable, that's contagious. Yeah. You, right? don't, you
2: don't want them if they're if they're unhappy and if they're going to be negative to the program,
1: you don't want them around. So, so this is so this sounds like it's something that as time goes on, I guess. It, it's not so let me, let's
2: go back to what you said earlier. You talked about how the NC two A normally move. This yeah. this wasn't even on the docket, and um, it came out that we in the Big Ten, this is what we support, and it was released to the media, and then all of a sudden the ACC, they released the same thing. They they agreed with. What, our, what we had come up with and what that did was all of a sudden now the NC 2A moved quickly and it's going on their April it'll, it'll be on their docket in April so there's a chance that this could be passed by April so depends I don't, I'm not sure the other leagues haven't spoken out on what their their stand is on this but the fact that we came out then the ACC came out um, really uh, speeded up the process.
1: Is there the? Uh, do they have to iron out things like with the the APR, the academic progress rate? Uh, I've heard some concerns that you might have to take a look at that. The way rosters might change. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Well, they, to, to transfer, they have to be yeah. eligible. They have to be academically eligible.
2: You have to probably adjust. He can't count against you uh, your your APR and and all of that if they transfer uh,
1: and they're in good standing so th- those are things that are easily adjusted but it really comes back to cuz i know coaches you know, current coaches some not all but some have you know voiced concerns but it but it comes back to what your point about uh, as coaches when you're in the recruiting process and then beyond when they're here you just got to make sure that They're on board with what you're doing, how you're doing it, why you're doing it. You're bringing them in. They're your guys Mm -hmm. and gals. They're they're your team.
2: You went into the living room. You went into the school. You're supposed to research them. Um, And and good coaches explain, this is how I'm going to coach you. You know, if you don't want to be coached hard or however they coach – this is what you're going to
1: get from me. And if you can't handle that, maybe you shouldn't come. Yeah, And it is, as it exists now, it's five sports where you would have to go through that process other sports you would play right away but football you go through it men's and women's basketball you go through it baseball you go through it and men's hockey not women's hockey but men's hockey right those are the five sports where yeah. uh, and we're looking for consistency too. yeah that's I the like key you right? do it
2: with everyone else you have agents uh, in hockey and now you can have them in basketball i
1: guess and, uh, why not all, if you're going to do it for those sports, why not all sports? Yeah. Makes sense. I, I, I can see. Uh, interesting days to say the they least. Are. Yeah. We got Coach Granado in the house. He got a big weekend for Badger hockey. So uh, it's a big reunion weekend. About a hundred guys are going to be back. I think it's about a hundred guys, give or take. We'll get uh, Coach Granado's take on all that as we continue. We're at Roose Chris Steakhouse in Middleton More of the Barry Alvarez show coming up in a couple of minutes on the Badger Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. So we continue with the Barry Alvarez Show. We're at Bruce Chris Steakhouse. Just off the Beltline in Middleton. We're going to turn it over to a little hockey talk. Not the Wisconsin Hockey Hour. we got a little different audience. Going to spread your wings here. Tony Granato uh, joins us now. Coach, of course, of the Badgers. His team will take on Arizona State this weekend at the uh, at the Kohl Center. very good Arizona State program. you got your preview with Posick and uh, Coach Granato, I'm sure, on the Sun Devils. But this is a big weekend. And part of the fun... Around Around here especially these last few years have been the reunion weekends we've seen it with football uh the last couple of years basketball has done it very recently and a hundred guys a little more than a hundred guys uh going they're, back to the 70 team we're going to be in town yeah, this weekend look they're, out
0: they're heading into town as we speak so uh it's exciting for us i think that you know when you think of our program, you think of the football program, you think of basketball, you think of the history and the tradition that go along with it. And then you look back on the memories of what those programs were and, and the players that were here to contribute to make us uh, what we are today, really. I mean, that, that's that's it. Those guys were the ones that, that kind of set the tone for what the standards of our program are supposed to be. And to have a bunch of them come back into town for us, the year's been kind of a struggle on the ice. And there's no hiding that fact. But when you can have a week, Weekend like this, um, and have all of these guys come back and show their support—it uh, means a lot to us. It means a lot to our players. It means a lot to our fans, and
1: uh, it's going to be exciting for all of us. Yeah, fans uh, from the from the more recent hockey fans or the longtime hockey fans—the 1970 Badgers, the first Wisconsin team to get into the NCAA tournament. I mean, personally, the '90 team is the one that resonates with me the most. I'd been in town maybe a couple of years. It just the the knucklehead factor of that group, and I say that is a, a good. Very, that's a right. big compliment <laughs> for yeah, a hockey that player. That is exactly yeah. how it's <laughs> meant to be with with Sagasor and, and you know and Dringa Tansel and all those guys. The thing that strikes me about, and I think Barry, you would agree with the, with the football those championship teams especially. How close knit, not how close knit they were, not just that, how close knit they are now. Right? I mean, that, that bond just never, that grip never releases, does so, it? Tone, so,
2: I'd be interested uh, who you will have speak to your, I'm sure, because you're big on this. Who? Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh?
0: Ah. Oh.
2: Speak to your team from from these
0: yeah, from this and, group. and that's a great point. On Saturdays, before Saturday's game, we're going to have one from each championship team coming to the room and just say a few words to the guys. Robin Dring was he's the one that really exemplifies what our program is today because uh, he knows the history of it. He grew up in Madison. He was the stick boy for the championship teams before he became a champion when he got here, and since then, you know, with the broadcasting, his his ties have always. Been tight to the program, so he's got a history of forty plus years of knowing everything about our program. And he always, you know, when he comes around, he does the games. He comes in the room and he'll tell the guys a story. And he's probably our biggest face from an alumni perspective on what our kids, how they can relate to the way it used to be. Uh, but but lots of guys are coming. Chelios is not coming in because of his obligations with the Blackhawks this week. But but he comes into town. He pops in, says a few words to the guys, and, and I'm, I'm sure on the football side, it's always great to hear you know the old timers come in and and, uh, share their stories of what it was like and what it means to them now that's the most important message that our players get when 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 an alumni can come in and say hey guys you know my experience here when i left it didn't leave me this part of, of my life is still, I still share it with you. And it means so much to me to come down here and, and see your facilities and watch you guys play and get to know you guys because I still feel like I'm part of it. And that's what I want our alumni to feel. That's what I want our players to feel now so they don't have to say, oh, that's what they were talking about. So we try to have that you know, message kind of come through, and, and and hopefully our players will, will understand that.
1: Did you realize that as a player here, that that was something, or is that maybe something that's more natural, like you look back, you may not even be that far removed, you know what I'm saying?
0: You always say you wish you knew a little more when yeah. you were here, but but I think, you know, I was able to watch Mark Johnson, Bobby Suter, and those guys, because uh, I grew up in Chicago, and I'd come up and play lots of tournaments in Madison. So I'd sneak into the Coliseum somehow and see all those guys, so I had a really good taste of what Badger hockey was well before I was recruited so when I got here uh, and obviously Mark and Bobby had just won the gold medal just a couple years before that I thought that this was the, the the NHL for me. I did. I didn't know if I was going to play pro hockey. I didn't know if I was going to play Olympic hockey. This, to me, was the place that I wanted to be, play, the band, the school spirit. We had cheerleaders back then. I mean, it was it was just like, from, from a hockey player's perspective, the greatest place in the world to play. So I kind of knew it when I was here. But then when you do leave and you look back, it just goes so fast. You're like, gosh, I hope I appreciated it as much as I wanted to. And then as you get older and you look back, like you said, about all the teams that won and come together, my best friends still are the guys that you play with. And the funny part, and I tell this to my players, and I want them to understand this, you don't remember the goals and assists in the games. You remember the character of the guy that was dressing next to you and whether or not you wanted to go to battle with them. And those are the people you want with you for the rest of your life. The ones that you know compete and battle and and are there with you. And one of the soldiers, one of the guys, the competitors... they want to be part of
1: those are your your great friends that you'll stay with forever. It's interesting. I'm talking to Mike Kelly, member of the 2000 basketball team with Dick Bennett, and he, he, almost a word for word what you're saying. Like, in it, as a fan, we might remember an individual moment, a shot, a defensive stop, whatever. But he talked about relationships and guys who, and I would imagine it's much the same, same. Barry, with, with, the, with all, all the, teams, the best teams especially. Right? Teams
2: are teams. And it's yeah. about the guys. It's about them trusting one another. We used to use the term, count on me. You'll be able to look at the guy to your left and right and say, count on me. Can I use that one tomorrow? Absolutely. I got count it. on me. To, I hope
0: <laughs> the guys are listening right now, and I won't even have to say it tomorrow. I'll walk in the room, and they'll say, hey, coach, you can count on me tonight. I like that. <laughs>
1: yeah. We'll take a break. We have more with Tony Granado talking about Reunion. Weekend coming up for Badger hockey. More with Coach Granado and Coach Alvarez. We continue in a couple of minutes on the Badger Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. We continue the Barry Alvarez Show. We'll say it again. We continue with the Barry Alvarez Show. I jumped the gun. We're at Roos Chris Steakhouse off the Beltline in Middleton. We continue our job with Tony Granado. And you think of the names of those you know, of those teams that are going to be represented here this weekend. And you go back to the 70-team, Badger Bob, an assistant named Jeff Sauer on that team. And then more recently, the 2010 team, Blake Jeffrey, on the first Badger yep. to win the, the Hobie, Hobie Baker. Baker Award. Yeah, they were in the Frozen Four, in the national title game. Danny Heatley Steve Reinprecht from the 2000 team it is kind of Pretty a who's, good players. that's, a, that's kind him. of a who's who coming in what a thrill I know you're busy and you're gonna have some guys who are you know gonna be coming in but uh, I hope you can give yourself 30 seconds and take it in you know just the, the history that you're so much a part of yourself that's a lot of history. That's going to be walking in those doors this weekend. It
0: is, and it's it's fun for us to see you know the numbers of the guys come back. So all of our staff, Coach Wasiki, Coach Strobel, uh, Shane Conley, we all played here, so we're all alumni. So we we are all connected to those guys one way or another. And, and to, to, as a staff, see everybody. You know, you call up a couple guys, say, "Hey, we need some help. We need some help finding some guys on your team. Can you get these guys to come in?" and uh, Everybody rallied around it, and to to have this many show up, and you know they're going to see a good weekend of hockey. They're, they're, I'm sure the, the biggest part of it is that they're all back here, but but I think they also want to see you know Cole Caulfield and Alex Turcott and all these young guys that we have that are exciting. They want to see these guys
1: live and get a chance to meet them as well. So it'll be fun fun that way. As well. It's kind of funny when I talk to guys, as football guys, basketball guys, the hockey guys, when they get together again, everybody's. Twenty one again. And just in the needling and you know, other obviously it's a it could be a fun weekend for those guys in many respects, but they just the joshing the back and forth, you kinda Whatever you're right? And we're talking about guys who are really, really successful, either in the game or in business now. But then they become college kids again. Yeah, they're right? 21 years, 19, <laughs> 20. oh, yeah.
2: Absolutely.
0: Well, it was the best days of your life. Let's yeah. not kid ourselves. No and you want to go back to those days? So, <laughs> and you get
1: a couple buddies that you ran with, and they're off and running tonight. I'm sure. I would be. I'd be remiss if I didn't uh, ask you about this. Is uh, you know, Mark Johnson ahead a. Had a heck of a news conference this week when he talked about the miracle on ice coming up on 40 years to the day when team usa beat the russians in lake Placid. this was pre-twitter believe it or not kids they didn't have (laughs) social media back then didn't have your your mobile phones all of us of a certain age who, who are of a certain age we remember where we were when where were you my parents' bedroom floor,
0: because that was the biggest TV in the house, and we uh, we were all jammed in the room watching it. The afternoon, Friday afternoon. Obviously, we had known the score because mm-hmm. it had got out. Yep. It was a delayed broadcast, and the score kind of leaked around, and that's how the excitement kind of built. And and uh, yeah, that's where we watched it from.
1: Yeah, it was it was amazing. Where I grew up in Dayton, Ohio, not exactly a hockey hotbed, but it was then. Like um, a high school basketball game, all of a sudden a chant of USA breaks out because word are out. So everybody wanted to get get out of the high school game to get home to watch it on ABC. Watch the watch the tape delay. Yeah, Michael's the- call. Greatest, that was a, greatest uh, call how ever. How great
2: a call was that?
1: Greatest ever. The greatest. I, I,
0: I agree, too. And greatest you know, Brad, call I mean, ever. I mean, yeah. I mean, I still get the chills hearing it every time yeah. I watch it and, and see it. And I think back to, you know, being a 15-year-old kid at that time and and aspiring to be hockey, to, to have some part of my life. And I used to have Stan McKee and Bobby Hall be my idols. The, mm-hmm. Those were the Blackhawk guys. And all of a sudden, I got Mark Johnson and Mike Ruzioni and Jim Craig just come onto the scene as college kids and, and being able to, to have a, an impact on my life and all of the other hockey players that were younger and under them. And the other thing that did that that Mark, you know, and Mark's so humble about, he was the be- best player in the tournament by a mile. Mike Ruzzi only gets credit because he got the goal. A couple other guys get credit because they've Gone on and, and done some special things, Mark was the best player. He made every big play that needed to be made for that team to have success from the first game of the tournament to the last game of the tournament and he went away did, you know went and played some pro hockey did his had a really great career, came back to Wisconsin to coach you know as assistant coach and the, the women 's program that person is such an icon for for me as what hockey players are supposed to be. They play the game and then they handle themselves with such a you know respectful way. Yeah. And uh, so for me it's lucky. I get he's right down the hall from me. I I smile every time I walk by him and say that little guy did all that stuff and and accomplished all that and scored all those goals in the Olympics. It's
1: Pretty nice uh, to have him up the, well the put. hallway. Yeah, very well put. I, I I've talked with guys on campus. You know, Justin Doherty, Barry, remember Your staff, senior staff, big hockey fan, Andy Baggett, obviously covered a lot of it. And every now and then, the three of us say, "Yeah, it's Mark Johnson we're talking to here." Because as you said, he's so humble, and he'd sit here and just have a conversation about anything. And it's not even close, right? Greatest sports accomplishment. Maybe in for world our, history, but our, certainly in American lifetime. history, right? Yeah. I don't know what's... Whatever second, it's... Yeah.
0: The other thing that's really cool, and this started, I think, last year when Coach Alvarez uh, uh, initiated so we could retire his jersey. So he was the first one to have his jersey retired. And, and, our and when it, we first asked him... You'll remember this. He was nervous about it. He's going I don't know, you know, why why, you know, whatever. And we say, Mark, hey, the alumni want this, we want this, this is good for everybody, you deserve it. And then as he started to go back in memory lane and talk about all of his experiences here as a badger and then the Olympic stuff came in there, there was something there that sparked Mark to be, wow. Wait a minute, I did all that stuff. I thought that, I, I, I recognize that, and you know we had all his former teammates. We had Al Michaels make a presentation on the scoreboard, uh, do a video for him. We had Eric Hayden who was doing all the speed skating thing right, right next to the arena, do all these things, and all of a sudden, I think it hit Mark. Because you're so busy when you go on and you become a coach and a player and all this stuff. Sometimes you don't stop and think, holy cow what has my life been and I think that was something so I think this too the reunion now that's going on now for these guys after 40 years he's talking about it more you can see the excitement that he has about about sharing the, the moments that uh, he had and then he's getting a chance to reunite with his teammates which is awful exciting for good, him I'm sure good
1: for him I was, I was actually watching NHL Network over the weekend they were showing miracle they've shown it multiple times as you would imagine over the over the last few days but Bob Costas is doing a sit-down with Al Michaels saw it yeah, yeah right it's a good one How about the last question when he, uh, michaels did an interview with the goal Tretiak, right the yep. goaltender yeah and as team usa is going crazy they just beat the russians do you believe in miracles yes and the place is up for grabs michaels asked Tretiak, what were you guys thinking like you're you're waiting for the handshake line but you know sticks are flying bodies are all over each other and Tretiak's response was we wish we were them they seem <laughs> yeah. so happy right yeah. you just Unbridled joy it's just what sports is supposed to be all about, right? Well, it's the best. Absolutely, it's the best. Yeah, it's riveting. I'm sure they'll show it again here over the course of the next few days on NHL Network. You want to see the movie? I think it's pretty well done, but the sit down is is pretty pretty good. You're not too bad yourself, by the way, Coach Granada. You're big pretty good player in your day oh, and yeah, you're a big part of the history so I appreciate uh, that yeah look forward to, to continue to see the the growth of your guys and and might as well win too, right? So they are all going to be here. So Arizona State's pretty good. I know you talked with Pose over the uh, earlier in the week, but for fans who you know maybe heading on out there this weekend, who are maybe of the more casual variety, they don't know a lot about ASU, but maybe they should. That's a good program. Big
0: older team. Uh, they will play very physical. They'll try to run. You know, they're they're probably average two and a half years older than our team, so they get some older kids in that uh, that are. I uh, played juniors for a long time, and then decided to go on to college Uh, so they'll be big and physical it'll be a good test for us but uh, you know it's hard at this point when you when you're struggling through trying to find victories to say this but I feel good about our team from the standpoint I think there has been signs of growth in the past couple weeks that that we wanted to see earlier and I know we still have playoffs in front of us to, to get all geared up for but this weekend for us you know last weekend you split with Penn State both games were Flip a coin. They both, you know, they're a top 10 team, and both teams played really, really well. We were able to split them, but I think this weekend, playing a big physical team heading into playoffs, is a, a good indicator for me on where our guys are. We had a great week of practice. They know that they know what's at stake these next few weeks as we head into playoffs and let's drop the puck and see where we're
1: at. Might as well. Give it a go. Appreciate your time. Best of luck. Thanks, Hope you can man. enjoy Thanks, the coach. weekend. All right, good luck. Thank you. Tony Granado joining us here. We'll take a break more with Barry Alvarez coming up in one minute on the Badger Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. Back with our remaining minutes with Barry Alvarez. We thank Tony Granado for joining us. It's just so much fun to talk about these reunion weekends. I mean, you you had the back-to-back Rose Bowl uh, teams at Camp Randall this this past fall. We saw the, the men's final four of 2000. The women's team celebrated their WNIT championship of, of 2000. I mean, uh, for you as a coach, I mean, the memories, oh. right? You see those guys rolling in.
2: It, it, you know, it's, it's special, and... We, we just want to continue that and, and want to keep their bond with, with the university and the athletic department. We want to show how much they meant to us and, and and keep them close and build on the history. Build on the history. We have a great history in all of our sports and you're, you want your athletes to understand that and understand they have a responsibility and some of the things that happened before them. And along the way, learn a lesson or two. As these guys, you know, give you information and share stories and tell you, you know, the the biggest one is enjoy the moment. You know, I can remember going through bowl games and and all of a sudden it's over and you, you, you hurried through it and you really didn't sit down and absorb all the things you experienced. And I go back sometimes and think about you know 93 going to Tokyo for a week are you kidding me That's crazy <laughs> and the experience that our players still talk about that and I'm glad it's documented mm. you know we have not you know we have have that documented of the, with the experience that our kids had they'll never forget that and then to follow up with going to the Rose Bowl and winning I mean, those things, and I shared that with, a, I had to speak to a, at a breakfast for the parents of both Oregon and our parents at the Rose Bowl, and that's one of the things I told them. Absorb everything. Take this all in. That drive down the Arroyo. It's unbelievable. It's as pretty as this. It doesn't get any prettier than this. And when you walk into that stadium, the beauty of the stadium and the mountains and, and everything else, there's
1: nothing like this. That's why I, I even, even in my role, is watching the game and talking about it. I got there extra early this year. It was a beautiful day. Walked around, got into the stadium early, walked down to the field, and just thought, Damn, this is nice. (laughs) I mean, you just... It is... There is... I've never, I mean, I've been lucky, been to a lot of great venues. If it's basketball, now, you know, baseball, working with the Brewers. There's just nothing like the Rose Bowl. Oh, just the nothing like it. It is the best. Um, you had a chance, you visited with Paul. Uh, you did another very successful uh, outing down in Naples. A lot of Badger fans down there every year uh, for, the, for the February event. And I know Paul's feeling good. They got a nice, sounds like a nice recruiting class. They get cranked up spring ball here pretty soon. He, though, he okay? likes
2: his recruiting class. I think they're several on campus right now. Um, they like what, you know, the kids that have shown up. I, I tell you what, um, Jack Nelson right down the road in Stoughton. Mm-hmm. Dad played for us. Yep. Um, you know, I watched all the linemen, you know, Big Ten had the, on the recruiting show. I thought by far he was had the best technique, had the best played the best and the most potential. He's not as big as some of these guys. He's probably, I don't know, 265. By the time we start, he'll be 280. He'll be a 315-pounder. When he finishes, but you talk about good technique and able, athletic, and do all those things. He went to the All-Star game, whatever kind of how many stars he had from Stoughton, He went to a five-star yeah, in a hurry, and they made him the captain of the team and the representative for the team. That speaks
1: volumes. Yeah, it really does. Yeah, spring spring practice is starting soon enough, and then obviously uh, opening night will be here before you know it. They got the game at Lambeau with with Notre Dame, uh, being another exciting schedule. I know it's February. We're talking about Badger football but if you're listening to us there's a good chance you are a fan of badger football and again a lot to shout about this past season and without a doubt a lot to look forward to coming up in 2020 another hour went fast they do buzz by absolutely i did see it was a too early top 20 Never too early, right? The Badgers right? were ranked pretty high. It sounds good. It sounds good. We'll take a break back to wrap it up right after this on the Badger Sports Network from Learfield IMG College.
2: With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere.